This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast and we are coming to you smack bang right in the middle of summer. It's the summer break and uh, you must have thought, what's going on with these besotted lads and lasses? They've disappeared. Slackers, Bill. Slackers. We don't know where they've gone to. And to be fair, <laughs> there has been a bit of a disappearing act after the end of the season, which Brentford did very, very well. You know, uh, we surprised a lot of people, including some of us as well. We just thought, tell you what, we're going to take a massive break. So we had a huge break. We've come back, oh, I, went to, well, I, went to, I went to Spain, I went to Mallorca, oh, I had lots of fun, I went to Palmer. I saw even a Brentford fan out there as well, in, in Palmer as well. We sat down, had a little chat and a few little drinks and uh, stuff, like I said, Brentford everywhere. And I feel totally and totally relaxed now as we've come in, into the new season. Okay, we've still got a few weeks to go. The plans have been put into place. The um, window is open. We're still uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Maybe we'll be looking at signing a few players. And uh, we're getting excited because the fixtures are out. And uh, we've got a new season going on. I'm sitting here in the boozer. A lovely sunny day with my mate Laney. Laney, how are you? Very well, Bill. Yeah, I'm enjoying the, the downtime. I've been, uh, been to Greece for a week. A sleepy little island in the middle of nowhere. Um, had a lovely time. Um, back, probably going to go away again. But... Yeah, like, a bit like yourself. It's uh, it's 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 nice to switch off, but there's there's some there's some tasty little nuggets now. The, now the fixture lists out. Um, you know, we talk about Christian Eriksen, um, what we're expecting to happen there. A few signings possibly in the pipeline, which you're going to update us about. Um, loads to look forward to, mate. Uh, an exciting second Premiership season. Who'd have thought we'd ever say that? Who thought we would ever say that? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna launch into, um, we're gonna, I say we're gonna launch into the show in a, in, a, in a little bit. I mean, we're gonna talk about a few issues as well. But I mean, you were talking about the summer, and like I said to you, like I said, we've both been away, and I think one of the, one of the amazing things again, and like I said to you, we're just shooting the breeze here because, to be honest with you, we've switched off so madly from Brentford, you know, we're just sort of shooting the breeze. But I said, what's what to me has been really nice about the summer is obviously we've had a couple of years when the pandemic has hit and people have been really constricted. But what I've noticed is that, you know, going away, going abroad, you've got this sense of normality coming back. A lot of people smiling, you know, the fact that you can sit out in the street, you know, like, you know, going over to Spain and sitting al fresco and sitting down there seeing people smiling as well. Um, has been, and I went to a festival as well the other day, just down the road from me in Barnet, you know, there's probably five, six, 7,000 people there. And literally it was just so much fun. And there seems to almost be, could be a sea change where people are just kind of like, just happy to be there and happy to go out and then just happy to just enjoy whatever. And they're probably a little less critical about things than they were maybe two or three or four years ago. Do you think that? Yeah, the, the, the sense of freedom certainly returned. I, you know, sat on a plane without wearing a mask and walk through the through the through the through the airports without having to wear masks. And you know, I know I know COVID levels are spiking again, but we all seem to be kind of like um, not immune from it. But it's not it's not having the devastating effect that it was. I like the fact that the the, the lines of season, close season, of kind of returning because obviously we played through 
um, you know, the, the first the first bit, um, trying to catch up, and there, there wasn't really a close season um, that year that we, you know, we failed in the playoffs. We were back within a couple of weeks, and it started all over again. Um, yeah, this this year it's it seems to be. Well, slightly more normal, but I'm saying that we've got we've got two mini seasons to look forward to. We've got, you know, when the fixture list came out, I thought, how come there's nothing in December? And I, I literally sat there for about a minute, going, well, surely this is a mistake. And then I thought, oh yeah, God, the bloody World Cup, yeah. So we've got we've got the two bursts. We've got you know, like we've got from August to December, and then we've got from January to May. And um, it's it's I, I'm looking forward to that. I think it, I think it will be great just to be able to focus on 20 games at a time. Um, and it will be slightly less, uh, not monotonous, but slightly less intense, I think. Well, for a club like us, I think there's benefits from having two mini-seasons. Yeah, and I mean, and just like I said, just before we go into it as well, I mean, we're talking about football. Um, for me, you know, we're talking about taking time out in the closed season. And the one thing that I've been doing, as you may or may not know, is that I've actually set up a grassroots football team myself and Darren uh, as well. Darren, uh, who comes on the podcast quite a lot as well, um, myself and him and another guy called DJ Dave, we decided to set up this team because we were very, very unhappy with the team that our daughters were in they were doing a lot of very bad things so we decided we're going to take them outside of this team and I have to admit I didn't realise the politics in grassroots football it is absolutely incredible the meetings the the nastiness that goes down the funniness that goes down it's, it's unbelievable and it's literally taken up the whole of my life the other thing I've been doing this summer and I'll, I'll put, the, put it out there is I've been writing a book with Tim Street who's uh, a well-known Brentford um, journalist um, and it's called the Brentford Revolution. So we've been talking to every every person and every player that's been part of the the, the rise from the basement to the Premier League. So that's been an interesting project. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I was just in the middle of talking about that. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, that's all right. That was just. No, I thought, I thought you finished. Oh no, no. Yeah, yeah, you'd asked you'd asked for the introduction. I thought I thought oh, you were going to I thought you were going to talk about all the, the politics because you you've been part of it to be oh, you So tell us a little bit more about that, Bill. No, no, no. I'm not going to talk about that because it honestly has really been doing my head in but the reason why I wanted to sort of mention it is something that I'm actually quite proud of is the fact that um, and fair play to them as well so what we've ended up doing is doing the schools tournament in conjunction with Brentford Community Trust so there's a Brentford element involved there again so we've got 32 schools from all over London we've got three Danish teams coming down as well um, a load of teams from my part of London so basically been organising that and Brentford Community Trust has got involved in there going to be down at Gunnersbury Park just before one of the Euros games we've got all sorts of Euros actions coming down I think like UEFA and all sorts coming honestly it's really really exciting it started as a little embryonic thing and and fair play you know reached out to Brentford they said let's do it together so my team Barnet Panthers are putting together this tournament with Brentford which is actually going to be sort of you see it I'm sure you probably see it on the TV and the radio making a big mark so even though it's close season we're still putting Brentford on the map because it has to where, be done. Where is it? You say Gunnersbury Park. It's going to be Gunnersbury Park, the Sports Hub at Gunnersbury Park on Friday the eighth of, uh, of 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 July as well. It's all day, so we have got schools from all over London. It's pretty much sold out. There might be spaces for one or two of people who are out there. Just message us if you've got a school that you know that might want to take part. But honestly, I'm actually really I'm actually really excited about this because it's a lot of fun. Because I've been really banging into trying to get kids into grassroots football, girls into fast football. It's a, it's a girls tournament, by the way. It's not a boys tournament. It's a girls tournament. So I've been doing that. I've been doing lots of coaching in schools and everything like that and uh, and honestly the girls have been fantastic they've been so excited and this women's Euros is going to be great which we'll probably talk about in another podcast if there's any Brentford fans that are going to the the, HG, the women's Euro match at, at New Griffin Park that evening are they able to come down and watch the tournament or yeah listen anyone's can able to come down and watch the tournament the tournament's from like I said what nine, 10 o'clock in the, in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon so if you're around you come down you can watch it like I said to you they've got German teams we've got three Danish teams coming down we've got a load of teams from London coming down and it's just it's just really exciting like you know so um, beer yeah tent, beer tent uh, well I might I might, you know, I might have to sort of erect a little sort of beer tent and a coffee tent as well in the corner there you know We'll see how it goes, like, you know. But which is all good. But like I said to you, keeping Brentford on the map. So even though we got the Euros, yes, we're hosting the Euros, but we're keeping it real, keeping it grassroots. And like I said to you, big up the Barnet Panthers and the Darren and the DJ Dave as well, which is all good. But listen, let's move. Let's move and talk about um, football. 
on a on a football on a on a larger level on a Premier League level. Brentford are uh, looking to go into their second season in the Premier League, and I know a lot of people have been saying, "Oh no, the window's been open for 32 minutes, and we haven't signed a player." Oh, this is an absolute disaster. I have to remind people. Don't panic. The window closes, I think it's the end of August. So we've still got a bit of time. And as your teams mostly like to see what their options are before they actually make their signings. So um, Christian Eriksen is the big talking point, as he has been, Laney. And I have to admit, I've seen the conversations flowing on our WhatsApp rings and Twitter and everywhere. And I was even on the radio the other day and uh, I was on BBC London doing something which was non-football related. But the first question they asked me is, is Christian Eriksen coming to Brentford? And it's like, wow, like, you know, he is a massive focus for us and he's bring a lot of limelight to the club. But the question we're all asking, is he actually going to resign for the club? Because officially, Christian Eriksen is now out of contract yes he is going to resign for Brentford That's, I've, I've said it all the way along and I, I've convinced myself completely and utterly and totally and I'm not changing my mind now that's just my opinion that's not news it's not been announced I know as much as anyone else does um, the thing the thing that makes me so confident is that I, I kind of I've put my I've tried to put myself without having to thankfully with the heart condition in his shoes and it, it, it makes no sense in my mind for him to go anywhere else at this stage apart from money um, but I don't think he needs money he can still get money uh, next January or this time next season um, I'm not saying he'll, he'll, he'll finish his career at Brentford um, I think it suits him and it suits his family to, to stay at Brentford um, up until the World Cup um, that's been his, always been his focus. He said he wanted to be able to be fit and be able to take part in that. Um, he's, not, he's not only going to probably do that, he, he's, he's going to captain the team as well. Um, he's surrounded by fellow Danes. He's got you know Matthias Jensen and Christian Norgard and he's got his, his, his old mate Thomas Frank in charge of him. Um, it, it, it's, his family is settled. Uh, well, I'm sure we can make it financially um, attractive still for him to, to re-sign for us, whether it's for half a season or a whole season. Um, so I'm fully expecting him to return from his holiday next week. Um, and uh, this time next week, I, I think we'll know uh, officially. Again, you know, e- even if... You know, I, I, from what I hear, the club, you know, still haven't been given a, a concrete answer. But they're not even if they even if they they had been given the nod, they're not going to announce it until he's he's here, so they can take him to the stadium and get all the press down there. And it's it's, it's a it's a full unveiling. It's a massive bit of news. You know, as we all know, you know we're 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 obsessed as obsessed about it as as the rest of the footballing world. You know, the fact that he's been in talks or his people have talked to Man United or. Battles and forwards to Newcastle, allegedly, you know, that's not happened. You know, his, his people would have spoken to everyone to have done the, just the manners, you know. Um, he, he may end up at Man United in the future. He may end up at Newcastle in the future. You know, so you don't, you don't not speak to these people. That's not the way football works. Um, so I'm as confident that he'll be playing for us for, if it's half a season or a full season, then I ever have been. Um, uh, Tottenham was always going to be the one that... Um, could come along and tempt him away but you know Conte kind of was a bit whatever about it and um, you know although it makes sense for for Tottenham to sign him and probably turn a profit on him in six months that you know they didn't really want him and and, and we do so I I think I think it all stacks up for positive news Bill I mean again this is all kind of sort of conjecture you like that word actually I'm saying I've been practicing that over the over the holiday period you see I've been reading a few books but you know it's one of those situations where listen you know we're saying, you know, we're in the dark. You, you look around and basically all the journalists are putting out these clickbait stories. None of them know any information more than the other, to be quite honest with you. You know, if you're talking within the club and if you think about the way that transfers work, to be quite honest with you, the club will have spoken to Christian Eriksen. Then Christian Eriksen would have gone about his business and his agents and they'd be going around the other place. He wouldn't be constantly talking to the club because that's not really how it works. Christian Eriksen will come back and talk to the club when it's time to do business or not, as the case may be. So at the end of the day is that, you know, people in our, in, in the Brentford zone, the TWH zone, are going to be in the dark as much as anybody else until the time is right. And the due diligence goes around from his agents to go around to different people. Now, Conte actually knocked Christian Eriksen because Conte didn't feel that he was right 
right for his team. You know, um, I think that the, the, the Tottenham chairman, I thought he, he thought he was right for the team because I think financially he probably thought he was right. But Conte thought creatively he wasn't right for the team. So at the end of the day, there is no Christian Eriksen at Tottenham from as far as we know. Everton are talking about signing him because they've got a potload of money for Richardson. But, you know, whether or not that's going to happen, this is all, again, it's conjecture. There's a lot of conjecture happening out there. But we really won't know until Christian Eriksen comes back and he makes a decision himself. And I think that him, uh, and Laney said it as well, him in his head, he kind of knows where he wants to go. At the end of the day, he's taking a bit of time out. And then he's going to come back and he's going to say, do whatever he needs to do. He knows that he needs to get back into pre-season training quickly, early, right? He doesn't want to get into pre-season training at the end of the month. He needs to get in there fairly early. He also really wants to be at the World Cup in November. So this is a key issue for him. He needs to be in a situation and a club which is going to allow him to play in the World Cup in November. We've already seen that him playing for Brentford has been no problem in him starting and scoring for uh, for, Sweden, uh, for Denmark. Sweden, I said, for Denmark, you know what I'm saying? So... Listen, we're not going to making things up here. All we all we do is that we've we've got our little we've got our little irons and the fires out there. We've been talking to people and we kind of got an idea of where things are. But at the end of the day, the decisions are going to be uh, for Christian Eriksen. I was a, I was a bit of a five percenter, as you know beforehand. My percentage has gone up much from five percent, probably to sort of kind of go into maybe sort of thirties or thirty five percent, which which goes to show you that it's moving in an area where I'm thinking this is looking more positive than it can be. But you never know it's going to go. As low as 34%. Well, you know, I've been trying to push it up to 60, 60 odd percent, but I just think at the moment now, keep it at 30% because you can go from 30 to 60 very quickly. You know, you can go there with a one quick phone call or one quick move on something like that. But 30% still means that you can go to certain places until you make a positive decision. So for me, 30% from 5% is a, is a massive, massive jump. See, I, I'm, I'm up in the 80s. I'm up in the 80%. I mean, I, 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 as I said, I, I've admitted that I have literally convinced myself I can, I can see no reason for him to go anywhere else at this moment. He might do further down the line, but not, not, not for this first part of the season. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm that convinced. I, I'm, maybe I'm up for a fall. I don't know. Right. Well, we'll see. Listen, we'll come back to this on our next podcast and we will tell you when our next podcast is if you actually check out our Twitter or... Uh, or, or yeah, yeah, hopefully within the next six <laughs> weeks, actually. Yeah, I'm going away again, to be honest. If you want to be, uh, you've yeah. not been going away I might, again. I might go, I might go to, I'm thinking, thinking of Germany. I'm not, I've got, yeah, I might do that the week before. I do, I do fancy a little bit of Germany in the sun and a bit of beer. But, that's, um, that's right. So that's right. So anyway, we've been talking about a player that we might be signing, stroke re-signing, but we're going to talk about a player that we have signed hold on I'm getting a little bit carried away here we oh 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 yeah we haven't actually at at this moment in time we actually haven't signed him we've got Keane Lewis Potter the whole city attacking midfielder stroke left winger stroke winger stroke mid little genius type player who's been causing all sorts of problems in the championship we are on the verge of signing him as this podcast goes, I mean, all sorts of newspapers are saying, yes, we've signed him, we've signed him, deal's done, 20 million, 16 million plus add-ons and all this kind of stuff. The deal isn't done at the moment now. We still need to, uh, I think we still need to agree the, the, the fee and everything like that. And it needs to be agreed. But I think in principle, it looks like we're moving in the right direction and we've been what, um, fending off, um, was it West Ham, Everton, Southampton and, and Nottingham Forest as well, which is uh, quite interesting. So... If they get that one over the line, this is one example of a player who we were in for, what, six months ago? And it didn't quite come in. And I think there's a lot of people who go, no, you know, we should have got him. But at the end of the day, obviously, the relationship was there. We built the relationship over time. And when the time is right, you know, it looks like we're going to snag this player. He's going to be our record signing. Aya was our previous record signing at 13.5 million. But this is going to be 60 million plus. So it's going to be our record signing, which is, yeah, which is quite mad, actually. You know, and if, if, if you think about it, this is this is quite interesting. And I think this is where it comes to interesting because the player that we're looking for, okay, you know, whatever he may be, this attacking creative midfielder runs that people have like that. Um, we were looking at Brennan Johnson, you know, and Brennan Johnson went from two million when I first heard about him, which is like before anybody else back in the day, and he literally was two million, I think, the first team offered for him, and then it went in that he was they were looking for ten to twelve million, which we didn't necessarily go in for because it was a little bit tried and untried and tested at the time, because he was still only playing for Lincoln. 
right? In in in, in and he played in the player final. They lost in the player final, and he played for them then. Then he went back to Nottingham Forest, and it's like kind of are we going to snag him now? Oh, it's twelve million, and we didn't get him. But as his his as his jewel has risen. And the star's risen now. He's risen up to 20 million plus, And he's now actually a Premier League player who's very instrumental in getting them to the Premier League. So we haven't gone for that one. But we've actually slipped in and gone for the KLP, the acronym man. Yeah, I, 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 we needed um, another double-barrelled player to keep our, get our quota. With Premier League, you need at least four double-barrelled names in your squad. Uh, who else we got? Um, well, I was going to test you on the, on the old acronyms, Bill, because I know you're brilliant. I'm, old, yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I, don't often get, I often get them wrong. So, yeah. um, so we've got KLP, which is... Uh, uh, Keen, Lewis, Potter. Yeah. Um, uh, your your favourite, <laughs> um, MPH... Oh, is that um, MPH? Is that one that I called Nathan uh, and Nathan Young Coombs? Was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, in fact, is NYC? And NYC is uh, Mars Pert Harris. Is that yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And MBS. Ah, the MBS is Mad Beck Sorensen. And what last one? BCE. BCE is uh, Barney, Charlie, and uh, Edward. No, it's uh, Brentford's Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, there you got a new one for us, lady. Okay, which is all good. So listen, KLP. He's um, I tell you, he's, he's he's a player for the future. From what I can gather, like I said to you, and we're, we're trying to talk about him, but we don't know that much about him. But I thought, tell you something instead. Let's go over to Hull, and let's go over and speak to Joel from the Hull and Back podcast. He's going to tell us everything we know about KLP. So, Keen Lewis Potter, this isn't something that I wanted to be speaking about this summer, nor any other Hull fan, really. We'd hope that we could keep him um, in our quest for the Premier League, but it's just one of those things. It's football, money talks, and Brentford are coming with a bid, and we'll look like we're going to be accepting it. Now, he's a whole lad. He's fulfilled his dream of playing for his hometown club, but now he wants to move on to his next dream, which is to play in the Premier League. And Brentford give him a direct option for that. There's no gamble of him maybe getting a playoffs with us next season and maybe going up. He's got that chance now and he's he's got to take it. And unfortunately, he's not going to be with us. But Brentford are a decent club for developing young players. And King Lewis Potter is a perfect player to develop. He's currently part of the England of 21 setup as well, so... He's got the potential there, and I think he's going to show how much of a star boy he is when he's in the Premier League with Brentford. So, some of the key strengths to look out for with Lewis Potter is that he's very good with the ball at feet. He can take on a man. He can keep the ball close, was it, close control. He, he's really good with that. He also likes to cut in from the left-hand side to try and bend a shot into the far-right corner. That's something that I have noticed a lot of him since he's been playing for us. He's a decent finisher. He's fairly quick. He works hard, which is what everyone wants from a player. And he's also going really good in the air for a small lad. So I think all those attributes are something that Brentford could use very effectively in the Premier League. In terms of some weaknesses where he could improve and get better is... I do still think he's a little bit lightweight. He needs to put on a little bit of muscle to deal with the physicality of the Premier League. His decision-making in the final third can sometimes be a little bit off. He can sometimes go for a shot a little too early when he's got a little bit more space to run into. So that's stuff that will be worked on with the attacking coaches at Brentford. And as he gets older, really, he'll start to wisen up with it. Um, Another thing as well is he's not scored a free kick yet. He's taken a few for us, but not scored one. So that's something that if he wants to take set pieces, he's going to start scoring them kind of thing. In terms of some standout games for Hull, um, I've picked out three. Two from his debut season in 2019-20 and one from the season just gone in 21-22. The first one was when we played Charlton Athletic away. He got his first goal for the club. It did go down as an own goal for Dylan Phillips, but I wouldn't take that away from him. He, it was a good header, he got up a nice height, and it was just a keeper fumble 
towards the bottom corner that caused the ball to go in. His first goal for his boyhood club, it's something that a lot of Hull fans will remember, especially the ones that were there that day. Um, another was when we played Birmingham at home that season. He got his first goal in his hometown stadium in front of his hometown fans. So it will mean a lot for a lot of Hull fans. And this season just gone, we when we played Peterborough United, he got a couple of goals and also scored a screamer. I'd, I'd say it's a screamer. Um, that, I think, one, play, that one goal of the month for us. So there's some stand-up games for him. There could be more, um, but not at the top of my head. I think in terms of Lewis Potter is, I think personally he could have done with one more season in the Championship to be fully prepared for the Premier League. Um, it would have aided his development before going in, but be patient is all I'm saying. He might not fit in straight away, but he's only 21. He's got plenty of time to improve. And if I was going to set a target for him, personally I'd say... Five goals, five assists would be a decent first season for him, and then he can kick on from there the season after. But he's got he's more than capable of surpassing them figures with ease, what I've given there. So he is someone that we are going to miss at Hull. And to get to get him for sixteen million pound with add-ons is a steal, I think. I've, personally we should have held out for twenty five million. But with money having a year left on his contract, with a club auction of a fairly year after, we had to really cash in now if we we're going to get a, a somewhat decent figure for him. But £16 million for us, it'll help us improve our squad and help our promotion push. We've already signed a Turkish international midfielder in us and two fan. We've got former Nottingham Forest defender Tobias Figueiredo that's signed for us. And we'll use some more of that money to go towards the deals that are impending, which is the loan for Nathan Baxter, the permanent deal for Aliasa Yabmanesh, the deal for Adama Traore, not the Wolves one, not the one that's been at Barcelona on loan, it's a different one. And we'll also use it for a few other key positions. All I can, all I can say is I wish KLP all the best at Brentford and hopefully has a really successful career in the Premier League and beyond. Hopefully we'll get to see him back in a whole shirt one day in his later career. And good luck to Brentford for the Premier League season. So there you go, really interesting and very exciting news, like I said to you, for us, you know, Premier League team now. And we've signed a player from Hull City, um, you know, it's a great little team, developing players out there as well. And for them, you know, I mean, I know that a lot of fans would be a bit disappointed because they've lost a good player. But at the end of the day, also, they've got a lot of money which they can actually reinvest and help to build their squad to hopefully join us in the Premier League within the next few years and like I said to you we get on very well with the Hull fans out there they've come down to New Griffin Park or Old Griffin Park and they've also come down to the Globe and we've had right good drink up with them as well so hopefully they'll be able to build their squad and we'll see them in the next couple of years but KLP Laney exciting you? Yeah well we've got a nice little message here from the the Hull City um, Southern Supporters uh, Club who uh, have have tweeted us and said um, about the news, and we've put "Look after him, you twats," which for the thought was very sweet of them. <laughs> right? Okay. So uh, it's like they're, they're they're happy that he's gone to us in a way, but there's a little bit of a unhappiness there as well. Um, it's interesting because we've been talking about. It's funny because we look back at last season, and obviously we wanted to get ourselves to a certain level, and we did really well last season, but without players like KLP. Um, mm. Now, what difference is he going to make? Because we talked a lot about. You know, certain elements or certain things that were missing in our side, which we needed. We were talking about a, a left-sided player. We we're talking about a player who runs at people. We we're talking about a player who has got who's got pace. You know, and I think that KLP brings all these things to to Brentford. How is that going to change us over the next season? Well, we, we did we did need options. You know, I know that Brian and Bumo he 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 stuck on the right for most of it. He did move over to the left at times. Um, you know, we we kind of hoped that there may be a chance of side Ben Rama coming back to Brentford. It doesn't look like that's on the cards, you know, we can we can we can be very wishful. I mean, you know, until until the Ericsson thing goes over the line, I think I'm I'm sure that if he does stay, then you know they might up 
um, a few other um, irons in fires, but let's assume um, you know we're just looking at wide options. We, it, it's good to have competition in those places, and I think if he can play in that advanced left-sided uh, tricky winger, um, it, it's going to just help us put pepper in crosses real real high quality for for Ivan Tony you know he, he thrives and all that Brian and Bumo provides one method of attack his crossings okay um, you know Ericsson's crossings brilliant we need someone else to to, to track the arrows in so um, so Tony can get on the end of them so I, I think we what we we reap the benefits of Ivan Tony not having to drop so deep and and making chances himself Getting, getting out of that final third and having to come back to get involved in the game, he looks a happier beast to be just literally getting in the danger areas and being confident of de- you know the delivery. Our DOF, um, okay, all trying to say DOFs, you know, getting used to the fact we've only got one at the moment. Um, they they've been after this player for two windows now, if not a little bit longer. So you know they must be confident that he can come in and and contribute to our you know our XG, and that's 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 what I'm expecting. You know, higher higher quality chances being created. That's his role. Right, and 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 it's interesting because as I say, with with buses, you know, they don't come in ones; they comes in twos. And you know, people, a lot of people are complaining that we haven't signed a player in the first three seconds of the window. But you know, it looks like the KLP is coming. But what we will say to you at Besotted Houses here is that you may be uh, very happy that there may be another signing coming very soon. We can't say any more than that. Um, what position it may be, I have a gut feeling it's a it's a right back because this is one of the priority. This was the priority signing for this window. Priority is a right back as well. So. The KLP looks like he's on the cards as well and if everything goes right unless it falls down like the you know initially the Godos deal fell down at the last minute where it was in the bag but it looks like we may be within the next week or so getting another signing which means that we have two signings under our belt which will be a nice start to our transfer window wouldn't it lady? Yeah, it would. Um, it would be quite nice to, to remove that kind of nagging, you know, I know it's a Twitter account that says how many days is it since Brentford has signed the right back, you know, it, it, it's, it's making it a point, yeah, I mean, we, 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 it is an area we do have to, we do have to deal with, you know, as, as is the, the reserve goalkeeping situation, probably, um, you know, uh, David Raya, um, I, I think he will go to the World Cup with Spain. Whether he's number one or not, we'll have to find out. But you know, he is—he is a massive part of the way we play. Um, you know, Alvaro Fernandez—he he wasn't the player. Um, Lossell wasn't that player either. Um, and Matthew Cox at the moment—he um, might be the one. So I, I still think we'll be looking to bring in um, a reserve bench-warming keeper. But you know. Um, that's, that's difficult. It's difficult to persuade, you know, someone to come in and just sit on the bench because that's 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 as much as they can hope for. You know, the the, the Caribou Cup and the FA Cup. Um, that's that that might be. There might be not enough for 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 the kind of players that we're looking at abroad. So, uh, Coxie, it might it might be his year. We have to we might have to be brave and and, and take a plunge on him, but. I think that might be a little bit to leave us a little bit vulnerable. I'm, I'm not so sure. So yeah, you're right back and a reserve goalkeeper, regardless of anything we do elsewhere. So I mean, talking about reserve goalkeepers, interesting. I mean, you know that I obviously I went away again before the end of the season. Went over to Florida for a week. I managed to squeeze a week in Florida uh, in between games, in between the Tottenham game and the Manchester United game. And when I went out there, actually, I was uh, I was in Orlando and I went to see. Uh, um, Charlotte FC um, play Orlando and I went down there and I actually met quite a few characters from the Charlotte FC you know team you know I met the, 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 I met the sort of kind of you know a few of the players and everything like that and you know I met the coaching staff but also one of the coaching staff I met was Andy Key who is actually Brentford's old goalkeeping coach and I had a right good chat with him he's a really really nice bloke so it's funny that there's us sitting on top of the rooftop you know in this, the, the team hotel as you do by the pool before the match the day before the match I'm thinking this is a different type of team meeting where they're all like on the roof top of the of the of, the, of this hotel, chilling out by the pool, having a little swim, having a little chat. Swim up bar, yeah, swim up bar, swim up bar. That's nice. right, yeah. But then, but we were just talking about Brentford. and He was talking about that he was there for the playoffs, the playoff final. He was there. He knows a lot about Brentford. He worked with, um, you know, David Raya. Said, you know, what a fantastic goalkeeper he was. You know, and he was talking about, you know, the the following season. And he just said to me, you know, without a doubt. You know, he believes, I mean, he doesn't know, but Brentford will be getting a, 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 a high-class goalkeeper in as a, as, a, as, a, as a stand-in. And he says that, because, he says just because the reason why is that Premier League teams normally 
you know they don't normally go with sort of kind of sort of a junior goalkeepers as a standing goalkeeper they all have sort of kind of higher class sort of kind of standing goalkeepers who have obviously had sort of years of experience or kind of you know half decent goalkeepers the second half because if anything happens to your goalkeeper which like happened to our goalkeeper this year you know you could be in yourselves in a big pickle and before you know it you know if you if you you fall out of form if you lose a number of games you know you find yourself in the relegation zone you can end up basically losing 150 million which is a lot of money so they said that there's money that is well spent so he said that you know he believes that this season Brentford will go in for uh, you know just go in for and, and this is not any information that he's been fed he's just talking about this as, 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 a, as a player as a coach out there what they'll do that so I'm just thinking this is very interesting you know so that is definitely an area which I think is going to be also strengthened upon Laney so like I said we can watch this space and like I said to you when we have our next podcast which we will tell you about at some stage you know we will fill you in on that but yeah, um, there has been a link um, with with Torino's goalkeeper, Venja Milinkovic Savic. Um, again, they're, they're, it's a, lot, a lot of it's just paper talk, but you know, we are we are out there looking. So it's you know, and we also got Ellery Balkan in that mix as well. Something something's got to happen with his career at some stage. That's right, indeed. But anyway, listen, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to go to the bar, get another drink, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about fixtures and ticket prices. So, new season is upon us and already what's happened is that the ticket prices have come out and uh, there's a little bit a little bit of a roar because there's been a a rise in the price of the tickets for not for the season ticket holders because again you know we turn around and we say that we're actually you know we are very respectful and happy with the prices of our season tickets and the price of the season tickets stayed same year on year but what they've done is that they've passed on any price rises and any increases to the people who haven't got season tickets. So people who haven't got season tickets have to pay extra money, and in, including the kids' prices, which apparently have doubled, okay, if you haven't got a season ticket. So you actually have to pay twice as much to bring your kid to watch the Mighty Mighty Bees. Um, and listen, we can go into a discussion about, you know, we can dig down on discussion on that, but I think... What we thought, actually, there's more of a sort of general discussion about the economy and where people are at the moment now. And yes, we've come out of a pandemic and we understand that companies need to pull back money as well. But also, you know, people aren't necessarily in the uh, the best of, 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 of order financially at the moment now. And there is a bit of a cost of living crisis going around. And the question is, is this the right time to be actually kind of hiking the ticket prices up? Laney? Yeah, it, it, it does stick in the crawl, doesn't it? Um, especially when you realise, you know, we have guaranteed our second season at this level. Um, we've got another huge windfall of money coming our way. Uh, the fact is, you know, we've sold a huge amount of season tickets in, in a, you know, in, in, an, in an historical uh, comparison to where we used to be selling you know, the amount of season tickets. Um, and once you once you've taken and, and Christian Eriksen shirts and Christian Eriksen shirts, um, when once once you've sort of taken the chunk, if you look at it as a pie chart, you take the you know you block out the the season tickets and you block out the away um, the away allocation. What you're left with is probably you know f- maybe four thousand, five thousand, maybe seats available. Um, the amount of money that brings in is is. It's not. It's not peanuts, Bill. I mean, obviously, you want your club to be well organised, and you know, you need them to be. You know, we need to. We moved here to be sustainable, um, and um, we have to make make hay while the sun shines, and all of that. Yeah. But um, I, I think hike, hiking or in, even increasing kids' prices at any level, I'd say, is wrong. Um, and just, just as you say, with 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 all the prices that are going up. Um, it seems to be like punishing people for not having a season ticket. Now, you know, yes, you need to incentivise people to make that year-long commitment. You have to make it as easy for people to spread payments. Um, but I don't think you penalise people that can't can't meet those, you know, that criteria. Um, I just, I just, it just doesn't seem a good time to be putting prices up, Bill. And you know, that's that's the bottom line. We can go through the ins and outs of, you know, the, the taps points and the, you know, the category category B allocations and you know the, the the guaranteed ticket windows and all that kind of stuff. It's getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, it's it's, it's confusing. Um, but it's it's not it's not only confusing; it's expensive. Okay. 
that expensive. And then just coming back to that, there's been also a change in the way that the tickets have been allocated for away games. Now, for the home games, you know, they're, they're, they split into category A and category B games. You'll have to look on the website to see exactly which ones they are, but it's probably a bit obvious, you know, your Man United, your Liverpools, you know, your, you know, whatever's like that. Well, Man United and Liverpools and, and, and your, your, your other big teams like, you know, your Tottenham's and your Arsenal's. These are all category A, A games, where it means that the season ticket holders above 3,500 taps basically get first dibs on that. Okay. Then after that, it goes down to I think maybe two and a, no, and then it goes down to two and a half thousand caps, and then and then it sells down for the category A games. However, interestingly, for the category B games, what they've just done is they've basically made it a free for all for all season ticket holders to say right as soon as it goes on sale, anyone can buy it. Now, this has caused a little bit of kind of sort of it's a bit of a bone of contention with some people because they say that you know unfortunately the people with the higher taps haven't got that priority period to buy. But the club are saying that they've done it because they've obviously done a bit of research. And again, I'm, I'm not spoken to the club because we've been on holiday, you know what I'm saying? But they said we've done a bit of research and we've noticed that, to be honest with you, these particular games, it you know, even though we have the taps window, it basically goes all the way down to like, you know, you know, all the season ticket holders anyway have all got a chance. So basically they've said we're going to, for this season, we're going to put it out to all season ticket holders. And what that does, that enables you to have your mates who are in lower taps than you who've got a season ticket to actually buy t- tickets together. Whereas beforehand, some people had to wait until their mates' taps came up to buy tickets with them so they're going to be together. So that is the reason for it. Whether or not this is right or whether or not it's wrong, uh, we don't know. Laney, what's your thoughts? I think... They, they've done, I mean, again, I've not spoken to them. Um, given the benefit of the doubt of being armed with the right knowledge, I think it's worth, if, if, if it, we try this, this way for a season, and as long as it's kind of um, assessed uh, what, what the problems are, if any problems it, it, that do arise because of changing the system, then we, 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 we re-evaluate this time next year. You know, if, if, it, if, if they've worked out that, as you say, that the, the tap it went down to you know, minimal taps, because the demand wasn't there and it's easier for them to put them all out together so people can sit together then that, that I see that as a, as a positive so the more of our lot can sit together the, the better it makes my away day a lot more uh, entertaining um, so I'm surrounded by my, my chums it, it doesn't you know, I'm quite happy to sit next to other people too but it's just obviously being surrounded by your, your crews is part of the away day experience um, yeah let's, let's evaluate it um, and I, I, honestly I think, but I think the biggest news really is you know you know, what, 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 as an away game, what category would you expect the Champions of Europe to be in, A or B? Oh, well, I mean, the real Champions of Europe or the, or the absolute no, the champions? Absolute, the absolute Champions okay. of Europe. Well, we, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so the absolute Champions of Europe, obviously, well, not what I would, but they would expect themselves mm. to be in category A, which is Leeds United, because they are the absolute Champions best of team, Europe. Well, the absolute best team in the world, obviously. Yes, yeah. that's right. So for, what, how, what, they'll be outraged that they're in Cat B. They were Category B for an away game. I mean, we're just like, yeah, Leeds United. Who, like, you know? It must be some kind of mistake. It must be an error. Well, we, we, may, we might have to, maybe it goes, it's going to go to VAR maybe on that they, one. They'll probably start a petition, won't they? <laughs> they, they? They often start petitions when they're not happy with things, I tell you, which is, uh, which is the case. But um, it's interesting because obviously they're in Cat B. What I'll say, though, it's interesting. I think that we might have made a bit of a fluff with Nottingham Forest because we've put Nottingham Forest into Cat B, say, make it free for all. But for me, I mean, Nottingham Forest is one of my, you know, I love going to Nottingham. It's a great place to go to. And I just think as a Premier League team, a lot of people are going to, it's, not, it's not, not too far to go to in a great little away day. Uh, what's your thoughts? Yes, one of the you know after you after you park our, our pettiness with with Cooper um, <laughs> to one side. Once now they're up, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, um, it's it's good to have them in the, in the same division. It was good to have them in the championship. It was it was a really good away day, as you say. It's not that far, um, and the, the pub op- opportunities and options there are just just superb. So um, you know, it's a, it's a it's a friendly, nice away day and I'm looking I'm really looking forward to that and they're the ones that Christian does uh, spreadsheet wankers as well so uh, it'll be really nice for the spreadsheet wankers to be reunited with the ones who are unhappy with spreadsheet wankers but then probably wanted to have some spreadsheet action going themselves but anyway coming back to the fixtures Laney I'm going to ask you because I'm looking through these fixtures here which fixture is the one just pick out one which you are most looking forward to oh uh, Fulham I mean you know I'm I'm Obviously, I'm you know I'm still super excited about going to the you know the biggies, uh, Liverpool and Man United and Man City. I think we'll do better at all of those uh, venues this year. 
Um, yeah, but um, you know, def- definitely Fulham, and, and it being so early in the season as well. I mean, you know, but you know, all, all the West London clubs, Bill. Really, I mean, he's all, you know, no, wait, what did you say? Well, all, all the West London. Did you say all the West London oh, clubs? Well, well, yeah, I'll just go for them. Ch- Chelsea, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- they there? Yeah. Um, Brentford. Yeah. Uh, Fulham. Yeah. Um, and no. No, keep your eye. No, oh, no, they're not th- no, they're not there. Oh, I must have overlooked that. Yeah. I thought they, I thought it was one of the ones in December. That, that no? no, 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 no. Like- now you made a massive mistake there, Laney. There's only well, three. Best so they're in the English lower league still. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah, they are. So, but listen, I'm not pulling you up on it because at the end of the day, we've been relaxed and we've been on holiday. But I have to admit, though, mm. you know, I've been telling you, I've been excited playing Fulham for a year, and I really wanted to come up, and you had no interest in Fulham. You know what I'm saying? But all of a sudden, is the interest being reignited? Or is it? Did you just have a moment last season where you were just like no interested? Well, they say there's no point in having a mind if you can't change it. And, and I'm I'm quite happy to change my mind about Fulham and become slightly excited. <laughs> okay, but I think that the excitement is probably natural. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not been forced upon you. No, it's, it's the fact that it's it's quite early. It's the, you know it's one of the you know it's the second away game, and that so you know we've got and Leicester to start with, and then then we've got then we've got Fulham. So it's it's really good. You know we can you know reduce capacity probably unfortunately but um yeah uh it's 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 a it's a a great day out that's right that's right and for me i mean and again i don't want to sound like a parrot here but for me as well fulham is also the game that i am absolutely looking forward to it's at the moment it's a saturday it's in it's in august it's in the summer we're going to go to that pub in putney that we always go to we're all outside and it's going to be great day out they you know they might move it to a sunday i know there's a few people on holiday hoping they're going to move it to a sunday but for me i just can't think of anything better than playing fulham off second away game of the season in august it's going to be absolutely fantastic are you 100 percent sure about qpr Listen, listen, mate. I'll check again, but I'm pretty sure that QPR never got promoted mm. at any time in the last sort of six or seven years, or even mm. probably even longer than that. You know. But saying that, also, I'm just looking at the the fixtures, and in the first half of the season, or the first third of the season, should I actually say? Uh, no, the first half of the season, because the season actually finishes on the 12th of November when uh, we break up. We play Man City away, then we go to the World Cup. Um, but you know, we've got Fulham. There's three games: Newcastle away, which I'm really looking forward to, and Nottingham. Forest away which are the three games that I'm really looking forward to and they're all in the first half of the season and for me as you, like I said to you I've sat with this Barnet Panthers team and I'm going to be coaching on Saturday morning so I'm going to have to work out how I can get to a few of these matches especially the Newcastle one I might have to be getting in so I'm going to need to do a little bit of uh, stepping in for me on that day but I'll talk about that when it comes but that for me is like I said to you is is very exciting and like I said to you Lainey you were talking about that break for the World Cup and I've actually booked my flight to uh, Qatar I'm flying I'm flying by Israel as you do like you know what I'm saying uh, flying via Israel and flying back via Beirut as well like you know what I'm saying yes I'm, I'm always taking an interesting route as you do but like I said to you so looking forward to that going to see uh, Godos playing in the first match again so we've got the Iranians we've got the Americans in the second match and they're uh, they're giving it large already the Americans and I know we've got a lot of American bees there already um, you've got the Atlanta bees you've got all these Washington bees and all that lot but the, I've been listening and the Americans are getting very confident especially as they saw England's uh, Performance in the uh, in the was it the Europa League in, in the um, Nations yeah, Nations yeah. League, which I, I couldn't even I'd buy tickets and planes, flights for that, and for Germany and everything like that, and I just couldn't even be bothered to go. To be quite honest and with you, Agent, Me- Agent Mepham as well for uh, the Welsh. That's right. So yeah, so they've they've done that. So listen, it's going to be very interesting, but no doubt we'll come on to that in a little bit. Like I said to you, but the Americans are getting you, you you Americans out there, you're getting a little bit overly confident. So let's see how that goes a little bit later in the season um just talking about that season and just finishing that up laney i mean a lot of people when they saw the fixtures they said oh right okay i'm excited about the fixtures but christ almighty we better make sure that we've got points in the bag before the last month which is may where we play liverpool away then we play west ham at home then we play spurs away then we play manchester city at home will this be a problem uh, the, the people that said that are right. Yeah, we we better have points in the bag. <laughs> I, I'm not looking at you know they're, they're they're not the games where we have to be you know really really confident of picking up points. It's not to say we won't because we you know we did take points off of all of those apart from Man City. There was only the, you know there was only a handful of teams that did that we didn't take any points off of you know Brighton, Leicester, Man United. Man City. Was there anyone else? You know, I, I don't. I don't. I think we took points off of, out of out of everyone else, even if it was one. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're looking at those last last four games and thinking, geez. But you know, West Ham. You know, we, we 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 did a double over them. So you know, this, this opportunity is there. Tottenham took a point off of there. Man City, they they're, they're going to do the double over us again. <laughs> you know, let's be let's just be let's be grown ups here. You know, they're they're they win the league again. It'd be them or Liverpool. So you know, I'm not I'm not expecting um, miracles from the last game. So, ironic, we've got um, we 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 quite we. We close season part one against Man City, and we, we we close season part two against Man City. We're gonna have a better Boxing Day this year, Bill. We're at home to Tottenham, um, so we're not gonna be scrounge, scratching around for a pub in Brighton uh, this year. Well, at least we'll be able to sort ourselves out. So Boxing Day at home to Tottenham—that's that's, that's a good, it's a good Christmas present. That's right. That's right. There's one, one other game I want to talk about as well. She's in December. Uh, no, it's in August as well, and it's a it's an early Tuesday night as well. Crystal Palace, which is on a Tuesday night, and uh, I. Actually, quite like Crystal Palace. I mean, the stadium is a little bit kind of a little annoying because if you don't get there early, you can't see anything. But I actually like quite like going down to Palace, and I've got some really good Palace mates. And the fact that it's on a Tuesday night, which basically means I can actually do my first all day at, and especially it's during the school holiday as well. So literally, we could start at eleven o'clock in the morning, and we can have a right laugh, and we could start wherever, maybe start in Peckham and make our way down or something like you know. We can do what we want. That's right. We do exactly what we want. So anyway, listen. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, and we have been doing. Doing what we want here on a God, is it Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? Or is it Friday? Friday afternoon? I've no idea. We've sat down <laughs> in the booze and we've had a quite few drinks, and uh, I feel mighty fine actually. I've been sitting here with my man Laney. Good evening. I've, I've enjoyed that. I hope, hope you hope you have. <laughs> <laughs> good evening to you too. My name's Billy Grant, and like I said to you, don't forget to subscribe to us on all good podcast channels. Don't forget to buy us a beer. I haven't said that for six Ooh, weeks, yeah, have we? Yeah, buy us a beer, will you? That's right. We've got we have got some exciting things coming up. We've been yeah, chatting about them today as well. We've got some exciting things. An exciting little thing for us international bees as well, which we'll be talking to you about in a few weeks' time. We were going to put it on. Um, we we're going to bring it up last season, but we decided to put it on hold. Got to get it right, and then just start it. Uh, this forthcoming season so we're going to be doing something for the international bees as well but other than that like I said you will be back in a few weeks time we'll be talking more football like I said to you my name is Billy Grant I'm a nice little drink here I've got a bunch of pedals I'm coming over the woman's ears come on you bees come on you bees come on you bees start these players now come on Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.